0: Welcome to the Love Kanika podcast. My name is Kanika. My name is Vanita, and we are back for another show. If you it's been are a new,
1: couple of weeks.
0: yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, so it I has. apologize. You know, for being late, just little technical difficulties, and we've been absent the last couple of weeks because I was battling COVID. Vanita was battling COVID. And then we also uh, had a wedding. We was both in a wedding as well. Yes. And you can imagine how it is when you're getting ready for a wedding and everything you have to do before and yes. all the preparation. So we were busy with that but we after having COVID. So that's why we haven't been here for the last couple of weeks. But we are happy to be back with you this evening. Yes. Um, like I was saying, if you're new to the channel, if you don't mind subscribing, um, because it, it is a new channel, a new podcast, so we are trying to grow the channel and grow the podcast, you know, so we'd appreciate all the help we can get. Also, um, if you don't mind, hitting the notification bell, because we do go live sometimes on the weekend, and chop it up, so you'll be notified if we do decide to go live uh, on the weekends.
1: So how are you, V? I'm doing good. Much, Just, better. Yeah, yes. much
0: better, yeah. Yeah, that COVID. Ooh, that COVID was rough. Yeah, I don't that know COVID. what
1: that was, but it was horrible.
0: It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, like seriously, I, I it was it was bad. It was bad. Yes. it was bad. We are feeling better and we are back. So today we're gonna talk about um we're gonna talk about a, a topic that I think is important, specifically for women, because we I feel like and Vanita, you can chime in on this. I feel like this affects us the most. It's ignoring glaring red flags when it comes to uh, dating and relationships. I mean, I've done it.
1: I'm sure Vanita's done it. I've definitely done it.
0: Yeah, most women have done it where uh, it, it it's, it's, it's clear that we shouldn't be dealing with Get into a relationship, and and so even marrying uh, certain men, but we go ahead and we do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that tonight. And the the what what sparked this um this particular topic tonight is I was just having to come across a video um on this guy's channel called uh, well the name of the the channel is called Dear Future Wifey, and I have never. Watched any of the, the his shows before, but for whatever reason, this particular show just kind of popped up in my in my algorithm, so I just decided to click on it. And because I think the name of it was, it was called um, uh, the This Christian Couple Feels Like Divorce Is the Only Option. So we're gonna we're gonna listen to some of the commentary. We're not we're not gonna be able to view the video, unfortunately, because we're, I'm having technical difficulties but we'll be able to clearly hear the audio and we're going to talk about some of the things. And first of all, let me say this. We're going to talk about this, not in no way to disparage this young lady. I don't think she seems like a beautiful young lady, but just so that we can, cause it's learning lessons in what she is going through Um, that mm-hmm. we can get takeaways from. So I just thought it would be a great, uh, a video, a lesson for all of us in what happens if we consciously decide to ignore red flags. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go ahead and get this out. Once again, it's called Dear Future Whitey. I'm going to start at the beginning of the video. I might um, uh, fast forward at times so we can kind of get through some of it because it's maybe like a, I think it's like an hour hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. So we want David to listen to the whole thing that I do want to listen to some of the uh, the key things in the video and and have um, commentary on it. So give me just a second. Give me just a second. Hold on. Hold on. And let me move this over here. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start the video. And tell me if you can hear it okay, Vanina.
1: Okay.
2: You have a one-year-old and a four-year-old. That's another thing she's sacrificing. I want you to understand that. Understand that, King. She never wanted to have a kid. She had two.
0: So he's finding out. They're going to go back. And
2: her worst nightmare came right before. And now she's going to be a single mother of two. You've got to understand that. You got to be able to cover that. You cannot walk in selfishness anymore, King. I'm talking to you. You got to get to the place in your mind where you say, "You know what, man? Yes, I was selfish. Yes, I was a. Uh, I, I suffered uh, from abandonment, but I will hold
0: on. D. Let me see if I just press share. Can you hear? It? Hold on, Dave. Okay. me share the screen and
2: see if you can
0: share screen. Uh Um. Yeah, uh, yeah. Allow. Okay. Now let me see if you can hear it. Tell me if you can hear it. Tell me if you can hear it. Can hear it okay. The audio—that's the issue.
2: Not abandon my kids. That yes. I will get on level with my okay. kids where they see Herpes. me as a father. Yes, I failed as a husband, but I will never fail them as a father. But one of the things you have to be empathetic towards is that now you've left the woman. That's the single mother too. A single mother too. Fair
0: use, a fair lot use. To we're just gonna use this just to, to <laughs> um
3: womb isn't just about where I get Yeah, we're just talk. reviewing
0: this, so fair use, fair purpose. use.
2: Talk. I was basically all of her efforts. I never met my journey In the name of
0: this podcast that we're gonna listen you to it's called Dear Future Wife. In
2: love. I was dating a young lady who helped me heal. Wow. This
0: woman is a ride or die. The conversations have really helped me to change my perspective. Well, this
2: is motivation. good. We can hear this I thing. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my last relationship. And they, they maybe 60. Oh, you did, did a half 60. What I did not know is I had a whole little situation lined up there. Let me come on. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Lutteris R. Winfield. Listen. Are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on, let's make a commitment and hit that subscription. So, without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast, Macintosh. How y'all doing? Good, good. Y'all good? Doing? good? I don't know. Familiar? I need you to get be holding on. All right, yet be holding on. What is it? I, don't, I I don't know. I don't
3: know how I'm
2: doing. Y'all know how you doing? I don't know. Well, I yeah. talked to you the other day. You seem to be doing fine. What happened? You just walked into the studio and it just yeah, got real. It got real. Yeah, it got real. What got real?
3: Um, life. Life got real. Like, Look
2: at me. Talk to me. You said what?
3: Life got real.
2: What? What? When you say life got real, explain that.
3: Um, I don't know. You just oh, see. I don't want to cry. See, I told you when I when I start, I got to do like the EP, oh, uh, <laughs> just so I can stop crying. Okay, because I this is it's like. Um. You You just you know you're living And you think you're living and you're living And being And becoming And growing and moving And then life gets real like life just Falls apart
2: So for the audience they don't know Exactly what you're talking about um, This episode is going to be Quite unique um, Let me talk
4: to Vincent What is this episode about it's pretty much about two people who got together, um, broken people at that, and decided to do what was right in the church as far as um, come together with vows and get married and thought that they were going to live this thing out all the way to the end, and we came into we came to a dead end.
2: This episode
4: is sadly titled... We're
2: getting a divorce. Heavenly Father, we come today, thanking you right now, God, for just your omniscience, God. For whatever reason, this episode has come uh, to this moment, and God, I've been speaking to this couple since the middle of April, and God, um, we just want you to be in the midst of this. I ask that you touch their hearts. I ask that you touch their minds. God, ask that you give them peace and comfort. As they go through this storm Lord we know that you are I'm not present You're everywhere at the same time So God we ask for your presence To to fill this room right now In the name of Jesus I ask that you touch Reveille's heart right now God ask that you begin to continue to heal it Perform surgery on it right now In the name of Jesus And God will be so careful To give you the glory The praise The adoration Because you are God And God will by yourself In Jesus name we pray Amen so how did we get here? How did we get here to this moment where we had a conversation back in April, April the 10th. You DM me, um, Pravelia, and how did that DM come, come to pass? What happened?
3: Um, so February, the beginning of February, um, my husband came to me and he said,
2: I never loved you. I haven't loved you ever. Well, was there signs early on where you felt unloved? Did you felt uncared for? That you felt uncovered? Was this out the blue? I
3: never felt. So let me
0: stop so right there right felt- now. Let me stop there right now. Did y'all hear what she said? I never and she
1: never felt love loved, felt loved. Mm-hmm.
0: I never felt lo- now mind you they were together for 12 years
2: 12 years of marriage.
1: It's a very long time I never felt she love
2: never felt love love in the how many years of marriage 12 12 years of marriage you never felt love uh Vincent do you feel like you showed
4: her love in those 12 years based on what I was trying to do I felt that way. Um, but according to her, I wasn't meeting, um, her expectations. So you say based on what you were
2: trying to do, explain that. What were you trying to do?
4: Um, pretty much what I only knew how to do, um, is, well, I'm going to rephrase that. Do what I only thought to do. Which is what? Just, you know, pay the bills, make sure that, you know, be the provider, make sure that you know the household was held up and you know do my best to you know show the give her the attention that i thought that she needed but it wasn't the way that she wanted it did you hear what he
1: said the -hmm. best way that he know he knew how to that and and unfortunately a lot of times that is the case with a lot of men definitely because they are taught to take care of the household. They're not taught to tap into emotions. So That's the problem he's that he was doing exactly what he was taught to do. You know, yeah. I I'm, I'm trying to remember within the, the whole show. I don't recall him saying that he was raised by his, his mom or dad, or somebody showed him affection like that. Right. So how would he know to, to do that if he had never received it before.
0: Absolutely. This is a big issue in a lot of couples. The name is doing all the working, you know, and the paying mm-hmm. of the but there's an emotional disconnect in the marriage, in the relationship and the exactly. emotional disconnect becomes and, and that's why a lot of women get frustrated and also disappointed is because respected men to do something that a lot of them weren't taught to do.
1: Exactly. Like
0: they were taught to do the opposite.
1: And they didn't receive it themselves. So they how do they give it to you if they didn't receive it themselves?
0: Absolutely. 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 Let's go.
2: So when you look at that, um, and for you to say that you never loved her in the whole twelve years of marriage, how many years did y'all date prior to that? Two years? Oh, eight,
3: 18 months.
2: Eighteen months. So for Roughly 14 years Vincent you felt like
4: You've never truly loved your wife I thought that I was showing love In the beginning um, But I had to I had like a epiphany if you want to call it that uh, This year And you know with the fasting Once I did the fasting in the beginning I had some time to really Sit and Um think on some things because I wanted to get every year um, every year in the beginning of the year I tend to try to fast or try to get a sense of direction from God um, to see where I need to be and this year I end up fasting I know we told you that it went on the call of the Instagram call we talked about how we both did the fast and I was the only one fasting and I, and I wasn't fasting properly, so I had to kinda do it the right way, with good intentions. And once I did that with good intentions, God began to speak to me and and show me that you need to be real with yourself first of all. And once you be real with yourself, then you can be real with her. And that's how the um, me going to her, telling her I, I never loved her came about. So telling her you
2: never loved her, what, what did you want out of that? Were you good saying, Hey, I wanna be honest with you and then we build from there? Or I wanna tell you I never loved you and that's why we need to get divorced.
4: Um, that was the introduction, and I think I did it in a wrong way, because then uh like a a week later, I ended up putting emphasis on what I meant um and that didn't change anything because she kept you know she she got went by what i said i never loved her so when you said what did you mean by that Then i meant that and we always talk about it that i didn't know uh, i was broken so i tend to always date with wrong intentions
3: start right here
4: did you hear that mean?
1: yeah he said he he date with wrong intentions but he never really answered the question at the end of the day. And I perceived that he was, if you will, trying to spare her feelings because I, I, I think that was his way of saying he didn't want it. But that's just my perception. Of course, you know, we're only going off the video, so we don't really know.
0: He said I was broken that. And I wanted to stop that there because this is the part that a lot of women miss about men. They are broken.
1: Well, we're all broken. One too.
0: And that's my point. We're always talking about broken women, but they come from the same lineage of slavery we came from.
1: Exactly. They came from
0: the same one parent household we came uh, from. Yep. On yep, top of yep, that, yep. they're dealing with whatever perception they have about themselves against what society is telling them. Yep. They're, they're same plights.
1: Months. Yep, same plights that women have. So you yeah. can't expect them to give you something that they don't have. They can't. It's,
0: not it's
1: They can't happen. fulfill you when, as he has stated, he's not fulfilled himself. That's just
0: not going to
1: happen. Period. Let
0: to the. Hold on. Let add you to the stream.
5: Hey girl, how are you? Hey, Lee Allison. How Hi, how
0: y'all doing? Okay. We just stopped it to talk about because the guy just told his um told the, the pastor that he was broken um when he got into marriage. Mm-hmm. So we stopped to talk about that. So okay. yeah, we are broken. And and I wanted to I wanted to emphasize that because when did we go into a lot of relationships on some sort of fantasy type of thing. Exactly. Because because in the beginning of a lot of relationships everybody brings their best everybody brings their representative or you know the best of themselves the, the a lot of times we put on a mask of what we think we want you know want it to be instead of really who we are but eventually that mask falls down
1: it and they help us to
0: yeah it comes out and everything that's really inside of them the brokenness the low self-worth the low self-esteem all of that comes out
1: right mm-hmm.
0: that's why it's important to really really Allow time to get to know somebody, particularly before you bring kids into the relationship.
1: I agree with that.
4: And my even though the intentions that that I wanted to be with someone was right at that time, but I needed healing. I needed to heal from all the past relationships that I had. And I thought that, you know, you know, you get in God and you you get saved and you know, you feel good about yourself and you feel like you already there. But that's the process, and I didn't know that I was still in the within the process of him, you know, changing my heart and healing things that I caused on myself. So how old are you?
2: 40. And so y'all got married when you were what? 20? 20, 27? So 27, 28. Ugh. And um, so I got married at 28. That's why I said I know why God brings, yeah. So you got married at 28, 27, 28. I see how old I was when I got married. Um, and you reached this point in your life and you said you began to fast, God began to unlock some things uh, in you, and you said you, go, you went back and you realized that you weren't healed from relationships in the past. When you say relationships, what type of relationships? Dating relationships? Relationship as it involved uh, parents or siblings or friends? Or What What damage was caused in order for you to take a vow at 28, then get to 40? Uh, well, actually, 39, cause I talked to you on your birthday. Um, about 39 and say, hey, listen, I'm I think this is, I, I've never loved my wife and I want to make a move out of this
4: marriage. What brokenness are you referring to? Um, Not, you know, when you grow up and you don't have uh, a father in the home, you try to search for identity.
1: You oh, um, did talk about it, okay. Uh,
4: yeah. Who, who I am, what, what I'm here for. I always had that thought. Um, and I look towards people and I mimic them, the qualities of who they were. And
0: so I always tend to do that. Let me stop that right there. This is a very good point he just made. This is another thing that women don't think about because we're not taught to think about. We're just we're just making relationship decisions out of programming of the media, movies, books, and all of that. And I say that because most of y'all didn't see a nuclear family. You didn't see no happy narrative, you didn't see none of that. That's how I know you're making the decision based on what the media has sold you. He said, I was looking for identity. It's a lot of men looking for identity. They don't know who they are.
1: Mm -hmm. They're trying to figure
0: it out. There was no man to validate them in the home. So when you're looking for identity, you make decisions based on looking for identity. That's what a lot of women don't take into account. When we're deciding to get into relationships, a lot of these men are broken and looking for identity. So that's going to that's gonna show up in that relationship. When you don't know who you are, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, it don't matter. It's going to show up in that relationship.
1: Those are facts.
0: You've got to be solid in who you are before you try to link yourself with another soul.
1: To another person, yes.
0: You don't link yourself to another soul to find out who you are. It's the opposite another thing is they got married young
1: they getting did. married
0: young is a bad idea let me say that again getting married young is a bad idea can it work absolutely it can work
5: does it work most of the time no No. I can agree with that 100% because you don't know who you are yeah,
1: yeah. No. Yeah. I about. got
5: married when I was um 20 years old because I had my first son And I just believe that was the way to go. And I knew nothing. I'm I'm in my 40s now. And what I did not know, what I know now, I should have known when I got married. And I didn't. So you can't get married just because of the world's view of how you should be. You really have to go into a marriage knowing who you are because you change. Your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25 years old from what I have read. So okay. you get married and you're still developing and, and mentally and, and physically and all of the other things. You just don't know what you're doing. So you definitely have to be at a place in your life where you can know who you are before you get married. And I'm just speaking from experience. Um, this I'm in my second marriage now. And uh, my first marriage it's nothing compared to what I know now in my sick and my marriage that I'm in right now. So you definitely have to know who you are in order for your marriage to last because nine times out of 10, it, it probably won't.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go. In my life as growing up, um, even to, in, even in high school, the jocks on the team, I always looked at them and, and, and try to mimic them so I can get the girls and, and, and do all the things that, you know, that looks glamorous in, their, in my eyes when, you know, they're on the campus or they're um, playing football or doing whatever, I thought that they were, you know, the the, the top, like the uh, idols. So I always looked at people, instead of looking at myself and loving myself, I always look at people being better than me, if that makes sense. I understand it. Um, I want
2: to check in with you, Prevalu.
0: No identity, low self-worth. P. What he said now. I always looked at people being better than me. Low self-worth. So now you got young, low self-worth, no identity. That's three red flags right out the
3: gate. Three mm-hmm.
0: red flags
3: right out the gate. Yeah, what are you feeling right now? Um, I feel like this is fake. And I feel like it's fake because a lot of what he's saying didn't line up with what went on in our marriage. I felt like a conquest. I felt like because I was a prophetic watchman, I was going to fight for God, I was in about my father's business. He targeted me. That's how I felt. It's one of those situations where you just, like, because I could when I when I first met him, I couldn't stand him. And I couldn't stand him because I didn't like his spirit. His spirit was a usury spirit. And his spirit, like, he reminded me of everything I didn't like about my father. So I was like, uh uh-uh, I ain't got nothing. You know, I, it's just like I just stayed away from him. and In the course of time, um, he pursued me and I really don't even understand how I even fell for it today, right? You know, hindsight, of course, it's 2020, but I don't understand how I even fell for it because um, I saw his spirit, right? And so, like, with... I know how you fell
0: for it. Let me start right there. Let me tell you how you fell for it, Ladies. We as women have this really deep almost a semi desperation to be in relationships. We want them so bad. And we want beyond
1: that, it's a nurturing thing too. They women have this want because we're innately parents, it's in you to be a parent. I think women put that off on men a lot. That and also
0: because a lot of us weren't raised with fathers in the home or males around, we uh, there's also a deep void and desire for male validation. And it starts young.
1: That's true, too.
0: And so on the only answer we know, the only answer we've been taught is to get into a relationship. I need somebody to love me. Right? Love me. So when some a man comes around, he looks like he might be the one to give you some love, you would ignore everything. I've done it. We've all done it. That is very clear. Three red flags out the gate. She even said she didn't. She didn't. She thought he was a user. He had a usery spirit. She ignored. She ignored her instinct. That's how deep it is.
1: Yeah.
0: We ignore our instinct, our God-given signal that something is not right, because we want to be in a relationship. And it always ends up in disaster. Let's go.
3: Me always was the type where you, you know, like I want to help people, right? That was like, it, it, and it's when, when you're anointed, that's what happens. Like you, When you grow up and there's an anointing on your life, you know, you you have to learn how to grow in the anointing. And so a part of my anointing is the gift of helps. And so a lot of times when that happens, you can, you know, somebody can come in and they can abuse the anointing because that's a part of who you are. It's just natural. So it was interesting because when he first came up to me, um, I was not going to talk to him. And then the reason I talked to him is because he started shaking. (laughs) So when he started shaking, I was like, oh, no, you know, he needs me. Oh, no, I got to help him.
0: That's that nurturing.
1: Um,
3: The reason I even gave him my number.
2: What's the age difference? Um, Two
3: and a half years.
2: But he's older? I'm older. So you are All right, so so you met him, you were about twenty nine? Yeah, 29. well y'all got married at twenty nine. He got married at I got married about at, at 27, 30, twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. So twenty nine I got married at thirty. Yes. So um so you met him around that age. Y'all were were you in ministry at the church? Were y'all going to the same church?
3: Yeah, we were going to the same
2: church. I was a prophetic watchman.
3: Um he I was
2: a babe. You was <laughs> a, yes, a babe in Christ. So you just you was, you was fresh out the streets, then
4: fresh out the
2: just got saved and you 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 saw this woman and was like, you know what, this when you saw her, what did you see?
4: When I saw her, I seen a person that was anointing. Um and I seen uh I seen a person that and I think at the time when I was but when I saw her, I was as I reflect back. I was broken. So through my brokenness, I look at women to help me be be a better man in that sense. And so I looked at her and said, well, well, she can be the one that could, you know, get together, get married. She's anointing, she's in the church. I just got saved. God gonna, you know, can put us together and, and we'll have a wonderful marriage.
0: Not only do men do this, we do this too. We think we can help them be better men. Let, let me let me let me get him up and tape him up and bandage him up and we're gonna make him the a good man. We're gonna give him a better job. We we're gonna get him some therapy. We're gonna do we're gonna get do this, we're gonna do that. Women, we play fix it all the time. All the time.
2: When you hear her say that she felt like you targeted her in a sense and used her, is that accurate? That's not accurate. What do you feel about that? When you said, "I feel like she could help me become a better man," she she looks at that as being a using spirit. You look at it as what?
4: I look at it as, I mean, now it's it could be a user spirit. That's that was that's in the that's hiding behind that, that woman can help me. When you broke in. The deception, and you can't really see the deception. All you can go by is what you see and how you feel at that time. At that time, because I, 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 the
2: hindsight is twenty twenty. We all know that. So when you go back and you look at your intentions, I always look at the intentions of a person, or even myself. I go, if my, if the outcome was I end up getting a divorce because I didn't deal with any type of uh, idiosyncrasies or strongholds or or brokenness in my life, yes. This is what led to that. But then my motive at the beginning, if my motive was still pure, then unbeknownst to me, I didn't know I had this brokenness that led to this. So I'm asking you, when you when you first looked at her, did you look at her with clear, pure intentions, not looking at her like, oh, she's a come up, oh, she's this or whatever, that you said, no, this is a woman that I really, really, really feel like we can build legacy together. That this is a person that I can become a better man with. Like you said, um, because clearly, if you're saying the reason why you're with her is because she can make you a better man, that's not using somebody. I mean, you want. Your husband should make the wife better, and and, and the wife should make the husband better. Uh, but when you look at your heart back then, can you honestly say that you had pure intentions or was it ill intentions?
4: I have pure intentions, but um, immaturely, I wasn't prepared for. When I was stepping to. Stepping so the through. hindsight 2020 said
2: you weren't prepared for it. But in that moment, did you feel prepared? I felt. OK, see, this is the reason why I want to talk about stuff, because sometimes people we get so far removed from it that we put our 40 year old mentality on a 28 year old mindset. And that didn't right. exist. Right. So at 28 were you literally, this is my wife, y'all you, 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 you talked to you alls uh, shepherds of the house, they talked to y'all, y'all went through, did y'all go through premarital counseling? Yes. And what did they, what were some of the things that they identified, did they find any problem areas early on when y'all were dating? Did they say, hey, so-and-so has a problem with anger, so-and-so doesn't open up, and y'all need to work on that. Was there some things that they identified early on that were things that y'all, areas of improvement?
4: Um, we, we talked about certain topics as far as having kids. That was, that was like a, kind of like a, uh, she didn't want to have kids. Um, and that was one of the red flags, but I, I, in my mind, I was like, well, you know, she's a woman of God. Eventually that would change. (laughs) And you talked you know, you know, the basic questions about sex and, you know, and those things, but we never really got into the meat of everything far as, because everybody in the church was so excited about, you know, two two men and you know, man and woman of God they coming together. They know that we, we love the church. We every time they had the doors open, we were there. And so they love both of us.
2: Well uh what do you remember in those moments, Pravelia, um, during premarital counseling? What are some areas that they identified that y'all may need to work on?
3: Well that's the thing. We didn't we didn't go into into detail about areas to work on. Um, you know, we talked about finances. We talked about sex. We talked about a whole lot of things, but they didn't. You know, they didn't really go into detail about things that you know we needed to work
0: on. So when they
2: talked about finances, what they say then? They just said they gave general stuff that applies to marriage as a whole, but not identifying. Hey, not you make wait, this just amount actually, of money. Just you a ma- little bit. And I guess I'm just going to be
3: real. Like, we didn't have sex before we got married. And once we got married, I was like, wait a minute. I was so excited about the wedding night. And this joker.
0: Listen to this. That's
2: no Excellent. The wedding night.
3: <laughs> this is joker.
2: You know what you're about to say, Vincent? Yes,
4: I'm, I'm, I'm try, it, I was it, trying to think of a it, good way to say it. You way? say it so she don't uncover you. You say it the way you want well, you to say it. Keep it lit, you know, uh, in here. So. Yeah, um, my thing. But was selfish. She didn't get hers. In other words.
3: He rolled over and say, You go handle yourself.
1: Y'all hear that? On the wedding night. Yeah.
0: Did y'all hear that? Oh, my God. On the the wedding night, they had never had sex before because she, you know, she's, she's religious. She's a woman of church. Mm -hmm. First time you have sex with your now husband, he don't give a damn whether you get yours or not.
5: Right. And, you know, she definitely saw red flags of that selfishness because that's what that was.
0: Super selfish. Girl, oh my even god, even if they don't like you, they'll try to make you come
1: exactly.
0: Jesus, <laughs> that's the one thing men, They don't even gotta like you, but to feed their ego, they want yes. to in the bedroom. Yes, he didn't yes. want to do that. And that's his new wife who had never slept with before. Red yes. flag number four
1: that's actually of five.
0: Gate. Five out of the gate, see all these flags. She ignored her intuition as a woman. He was young. She thought he was, had, He had a usury spirit. He didn't want to have sex. With, she, it's all of these flags. And she still stayed in the marriage 12 years.
2: Tell the truth, shame the devil. And what and what made you say that, Vincent? I don't, I mean, it's so many years
4: ago. Yeah, but um, that was my what 28-year-old mind? Yeah. So because I was del- a conquest. Self selfishness was my thing in, in, in my, part of my personality back then.
2: Very selfish. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. I wanna I wanna answer this because I know she keeps saying you're a conquest. Typically, unless Vincent's some abnormal dude, a conquest is gonna be handled before He said I do. So well, the fact that you said I got we didn't have sex before we got married. I don't look at that as a conquest because he would have smashed before y'all said I do. No, he wouldn't
3: have. Why he, wouldn't he? Because he knew my, I was a woman of integrity. It was no way for him to smash.
2: There was no way. It ain't no, no weak moment you was going to have.
3: No, I want not going have one. That was like one of the reasons why I was even attracted to him was because he was disciplined. Like, you know, I was, that was, that was attractive to me. I was attracted to him because he was disciplined. I was attracted to him because he was, you know, when I look past everything else, he was a man after God's heart. Like he really was yearning for God. And so it was, you know, it, there was no way he knew that the only way he would ever have to be with me was that we had to get married.
2: And it was two years in the make. It took two years, well, 18 months for y'all to get married. Yeah.
3: And that's, yeah.
2: And he was disciplined enough to wait 18 months. And to your knowledge, he didn't have sex with nobody else. Right. Right. Vincent, did you have sex with anybody else in eighteen months? No. Didn't have sex with nobody else. Got married to you. You you said he's disciplined, and you still feel like you were a conquest.
3: I was. Why?
2: How, where does this word come from? Conquest.
3: Because I the reason I married him was because he was like I felt like I was marrying my best friend. Right. So we, I mean, we would talk. Like he he worked like crazy. he he would work and the only days he would have off would be like the days we went to church. So our relationship was real different because we only, you know, we only had like, we only had phone time and then we, you know, just had just a, just a little bit of time. So we didn't have a whole lot of time. So we were able to just, like he would talk to me all night and then have to get up and go to work. And I just, it was like, I, I, we developed such a friendship. And when we developed that friendship, that's what, that's what i fell in love with i fell in love with a friend and i fell in love with you know his part for god but then when we got married this Negro didn't talk to me for three years didn't talk or you wake up in the morning like growl what you're growling
2: what you're you talking growling about at me? this what did you talking about when y'all got married you just
4: stopped talking to me. you were growling at me. what was that about it's almost you know when i wasn't prepared for husbandhood
0: so basically, he got married and was mad about it. He was mad about it. He, it didn't wanna, he didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so I- now he got an attitude. He's mad with her. Because this, he knew in his heart this is not what he wanted to do. This is another reason why, ladies, we got to stop forcing these. So, look, ultimatums, I know y'all want the ring and you want to be able to say your wife and all of this. When a man wants to marry you, he'll marry you. You ain't got to swart him. You ain't got to beg. You ain't got to put no ultimatum. You got to do none of that. When he wants to marry you, he will do it. You don't have to threaten him. Why do you want to threaten a man? Why do you want to be with a man you got to threaten to marry
1: you anyway? I was just about <laughs> to say that. Yeah. Why do you want somebody that don't want you? If they're showing and telling you they don't want you, why would you want them?
0: If you got, to no him, sense. He don't
1: really want it pretty much
5: I wanted to say something about her she it seems like because he met a lot of her standards she missed all the red flags to which in the long term he's not going to meet your standards because he entered to the in the relationship as not being a hundred percent with her he did what he had to do to get into the relationship with her because she was a cushion for him absolutely. And, Therefore, so she sad, missed yeah. all of those red flags. It, it may not be that she wasn't paying attention. It's just that he met all the things that he mm-hmm. she wanted just enough for her to miss that. Because we as women, we always have hope in the man that we're with. Everything if they give us just a little sure. bit of what we want, when we see potential, we don't want anybody else to have that potential that's good, that can manifest itself. Because we still feel like that man can reach that point. But she missed all the red flags that made him that where she would know who he really is. And then once they got married, it was too late. Exactly. Because we're the queens of seeing potential. We be seeing potential and
0: then they be like, really? They be be confused. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, no. No. Let's go.
4: So once set in um when you get together with someone that's anointing and your anointing is not up to par with their anointing you gotta help as the as the head of the household which I was told has to protect the whole household spiritually getting in, you know praying reading your word doing all those things I wasn't doing those things I got once I got married I kind of became I got lazy kinda before I got married it was more like I was in the Word, praying. I mean, so you was doing all that before you
2: got married, said I do, and immediately stopped. Look at her
0: facial expression. Yes. Um, she ain't
2: lying yeah,
1: not She not. The, she not
2: buying The day after, on y'all honeymoon, you had an orgasm, looked at her and said, take care of yourself. Where did that come from? You waited all this time. You you, you done got the cookies now. Y'all in covenant. God is blessing, y'all. Then you go and say, "I give mines," and then tell her, "Take care of yourself." Where did? Let's hey, unpack that because that's
4: that's that's pretty deep. Where did that come from? Uh, I I think it can It came from me not being healed and being in relationships that didn't challenge my uh the truth, the my my true self. She's the only woman that I have been with that that told me about myself. All my other dating uh, experiences. It was, you know, I see in the club, we get together, you know, we hit it off, It might have a one night stand and from that one night stand we become boyfriend and girlfriend. But how, I'm
2: still trying to make sense out of this, Vincent. I want to know how, how. I don't want this beautiful mm-hmm. story about how you in the past, all that. I want to know mm-hmm. what made you, this is your wife, you literally are disciplined enough That's an area that I have never been disciplined in is sex. Uh, And I still battle with that to this very day. But you were disciplined in that area. You were disciplined. You get married. You just talked about having one night stands. But now you meet this woman of God. You are disciplined for 18 months. Get married. Ejaculate. Then tell her. Take care of yourself. I got to understand as a man, man to man, what made that come out of your mouth? What in that moment, go back as that 28, 29-year-old and go back and say, what were you thinking? What what was that? What what had transpired up to that moment? Was it a difficult wedding? The wedding day was all stressful and she was tripping with the flowers need to be here or whatever and the whole planning of the wedding. And at that point, you kind of fell out of love with her, And so now you're just going through the motions. I got to understand that because you talk to a man now. So what happened in that moment that led to that I think that just uh, let me ask you this. I'm gonna go slow with you. Was up to that point had y'all dealt with any type of turmoil, like stuff that you <laughs> felt like, "Gosh, this, this this girl get on my nerves." I don't even know why I'm married in the first place. Did you ever have any of those moments in that 18 months
4: prior to marriage? I think I, but I think she did a whole lot. Far as she did, a, she planned her own wedding. She planned her own wedding. So that that wedding week, she, she did you know, everything. She did everything. So it was pretty much, I guess, one of the things is rejection. Of my, I, I probably felt rejected. Don't say probably. You know how you felt. How did you feel? Keeping it. Lit. I probably, I was rejected. I felt rejected. I felt rejected. Yeah, I think that's what that came from. That seed came from that.
2: 100%. See, the reason why I know this stuff is because. I've experienced stuff like that, and then I know that you don't just say that to a woman out the blue. Stuff ain't just going great, and you happy, and this is anointed woman; she can help me be better, and all this. <coughs> and the very thing when it comes to sex, that you you get this woman, and then you go, "Ah, oh, take care of yourself." Like, and for you to be able to admit that that's selfish, yes, that's the surface level, but there's something underneath that mm-hmm. caused you to want to disrespect her in that level. Cause that's just not selfishness. That's disrespect. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you got that. You you're here now. You like, wow, I won. I'm here. I got this woman of my dream. She rejected me. I, I won her over. Uh, she's I already see that She's going to make me a better man. Thank you, Lord, for finding value in me to bless me with this woman. And here we are. We're about to consummate our marriage. I ejaculate and I look at her and say, take care of yourself. That's the ultimate level of dis- disrespect. So the, 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 I understand that it had to come from a place. So you felt like you were rejected in the whole wedding planning process. Yes. Was there anything else? Um,
4: probably about it. So you felt but, rejected. But the pressures of, uh, you know, bills and not being able, you know, how you. Who was the
2: breadwinner at that time? She's the breadwinner. Yes. Good. See, now I'm understanding this. I'm understanding this. I'm understanding it because it just don't. All the other stuff don't make sense to me. I don't care about that. I was this, and I was had one night stand with this girl, and all that. They don't make you tell this other woman, "Uh, uh, take care of yourself." Because a dude can go have orgies and everything else, and try to make his wife have eight uh, orgasms in a row That's a because fact. he wants to. It seemed like he was a bit
1: resentful. He, resentful, but I don't think that he enjoyed the sex either. I don't think he enjoyed the sex. I mean when, when they yeah they I mean, didn't have sex until that night. So for him yeah. to come that one night and tell her to take care of herself, I don't think he enjoyed the sex as well. Could be. It could it very well could be. He didn't want not do it no more. That way. But he got his. He was yeah. good.
2: To prove his masculinity and be like, I'm gonna make you do this. So when you look at it, when you look at that, and you say that she was the major breadwinner, did that ever shift her? Where she's, where she always the person that that carried the bag throughout she, the marriage? She always, she was always the person. Now we get somewhere. The number one thing prevails is when a man can't provide for his wife on the level where he's the major breadwinner. He always feels a level of inadequacy. He feels inadequate in a in a level, and nothing you could do ever.
0: Can bring that 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 can patch that hole up. Let let me let me start right there.
2: Those are facts.
0: That's big, and that's big because I have I experienced that experienced this same issue in a relationship that I was in once, and he confessed after the relationship was over you know, we still remain friends. And he confessed to me that he always felt inadequate because he felt like I made way more money than he made. And it ain't like he wasn't working and he wasn't, you know, doing his part or any of that. But inside of him, he always felt inadequate because I made more money than he made. And this
1: is the reason that we always make the comment that we want you guys, men, to make 80 mm-hmm. above, 90 above, 100 and above. This is the reason why it has nothing to do with the money itself, it has to do with how you feel.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's something about men and it being providers that are attached to their ego, it's attached to their manhood their and masculinity. And mm-hmm. when it's not there, it's gonna be a level of inadequacy that's probably gonna show up in other ways in the relationship. Most it definitely. Resentment, not wanting to mm-hmm. cheating. It's gonna be something that's exactly. gonna show up because it showed up in my re- as much as I listen, as much as I tried to, and we do this a lot, I did it. Try to make them feel confident and comfortable, mm-hmm. and, and that they're the head of the household and that it's okay and that. My salary doesn't make you know it doesn't make a big deal as much as we try to comfort them, it doesn't matter because it's inside of them. Exactly, this is exactly. why I always stress make sure he has his own, exactly. Not because I think that no, we all know that everybody struggles, they go through things, lose jobs, lose the, the divorce, or whatever. But I stress that. Because it affects the relationship It affects the
1: self-esteem mm-hmm. of the man I was about to say it affects The self-esteem of the individual Yes, it does. majority it of the time it's the man yes. It does,
0: it affects the self-esteem of, yes. of the man It's almost like how sometimes weight If you were a certain size And you gain a lot of weight in a relationship That probably will affect Your self-esteem inside the relationship
1: It will, it affects Your self-esteem not even in a Relationship if a it's person, her. definitely a woman, more so women, I've seen it than men. If a woman was one size and all of a sudden she's gained a certain amount of weight, her swag is different. Yes. Her energy towards herself is different.
0: Absolutely.
1: It just is.
0: Yeah. it, 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 it These things affect the relationship. Weight yes. is to women like money is to men. Exactly. It, it, and exactly. It's not everybody, but it, it is a great majority of people that this affects.
1: Exactly.
2: Yep. I don't give a damn. You could kiss him. You could cook food for him. You could you can make love to him until his eyes roll to the back of his head. I remember writing a post one day when me and my wife faced foreclosure in a condo that I had downtown Dallas. And I had went and prepared this life for my my wife before we got married. And I said, I'm going to go make this money, and I'm going to deserve a wife at this point. Touring shows across the country, making tens of thousands of dollars a, a week. I get all this money, get a nice condo, nice car, all this type of stuff. Unemployment went 10%. And gas prices went through the roof. Touring stopped. Finances drained, and faced foreclosure. At that point, I wanted to sabotage my marriage. Why? Because I felt like I didn't deserve to. I didn't deserve a wife. So much responsibility to, the to be providers. That's the reason mm-hmm. at the very beginning. He starts talking about being a provider. I I didn't really believe that he was the provider of the household. I believe that that's the role that he wanted to play because that's what we're so taught. But when a man feels inadequate in that area and he's not able, we're always taught to be providers. Period. That's a, they don't tell us to do nothing. Else. They don't tell us to be emotionally available for our kids. Mm-hmm. They don't be emotionally available for our wives. They don't. They don't tell us nothing. When I say they, I mean in society. Program. Mm-hmm. Program. That's right. That's right.
0: That's why men. A lot of men can't emotionally connect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They can't emotionally. They, they can't even emotionally connect to their children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because they're they're taught to be providers, get the money, exactly. Get the money exactly. and the power.
1: Mm-hmm. They're not
0: taught to be emotional and be vulnerable and let that side of them show. Matter of fact, they're told they they, they punks or whatever, simps.
1: If they do show emotion.
0: If they yep. do show emotion. Yep. And the last thing a man wants to be is perceived as a simp. Punk. Exactly. Peers.
1: Exactly. So they exactly. find it.
0: They push it down they don't deal with
1: mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm.
0: then these are the men that we get into relationships with that's why it's so important that, and, and I'm going to talk about this in a lot of shows that's why it's so important to be aware of programming societal programming that they have all done to all of us and all these roles and labels and things they've assigned to us based on gender based on race mm-hmm. based on religion You, you're this. This is your label, so you do this. You're a man, so you don't do that. And it it affects because at the end of the day, we're all humans. Exactly. We're with multiple sides of ourselves, right?
1: Multifaceted.
0: And then if you try to hide or stuff that side of uh, a side of yourself down, or not express it out of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's going to be some consequences to that. And they usually show up some kind of way, mostly in relationships, mm-hmm. sometimes with other things, you know, drugs or whatever. But it shows up because we're not allowing ourselves to be who we are because mm-hmm. society said, you don't supposed to do that.
1: Exactly.
0: It's big. That's big.
2: Even our fathers, if they were present or whatever. No one tells us, hey man, make sure that you cover your wife and love on your wife and make your wife. They always say hey, you know, happy wife, uh, happy life. You know what I'm saying? Like, just make her happy. And no matter if you're miserable, just make her happy. That's the, the dumbest stuff ever. The reality is that we're always taught to be providers though. So when a man is not providing, he's... I ain't gonna put words in your mouth. Did you have a bit of animosity towards your wife? Yes. See, the reason why I know this stuff because the reality is that that's the evil twin to it.
0: And a a lot of that resentment, that's why a lot of women deal with cheating too. A lot of that resentment comes out in the form of men conquering other women. Because a lot of times that's the part of themselves that they feel confident in.
1: Mm -hmm. The only part of themselves majority of the time.
0: Yes, I don't have the money, but what I know I can
2: dig somebody down, can.
5: right? Mm. Yep. Also, it seems like he he wasn't even into her anyway in that way. He wasn't. He was. She was just more a convenience for him. And so once he got married, he was more angry and probably with himself because he had been in the church, so he had some type of relationship with God, some yeah. type of belief. And so now he feels stuck and the only person for him to take it out on is her. That's and it. he was self-indulged in himself, which is why he did what he did on their first night. He yeah. wasn't ready for that. He wasn't happy at that moment because if he was happy, he would not have done that because he would want to make her happy regardless Absolutely. of how he felt. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think a lot of people do that. Men and women, for sure. They definitely,
0: They definitely do.
1: I don't perceive right now that she was really into him either. Like she said, she didn't even like him at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she really hasn't given a reason that she really, truly liked him. She liked the fact that he was covenant in God and was mm-hmm. in, into God. That not necessarily him as a, a person, an individual either.
5: Yeah. Right. And that's what I was saying about he met her standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As yeah. far as a Christian man. Exactly. She, yeah. in, she didn't there like was. him. She just I liked agree. the fact that and so they were not even compatible. They just exactly. kind of in the religious area kind of moved the same way. But they weren't in love with each other. Exactly. They barely yeah. even really vibed with each other. <laughs> <Right>. Apparently, <laughs> that's what I'm carrying too. Yeah, that's what <laughs> right. I'm getting as well.
1: Yep. Right.
3: Let's go. He got, he got married in order to be built. And I do believe. I think. I think that's the natural. That's what I'm saying. I think that's the natural order of men, and men think that way. Like men think as users, and even if it's not your intention, if your if your intention is one sided, like your intention is just for you, that's the, that's that's evil. Like that's like one of the things, and that's you know, like God always God, the way God speaks is reciprocation. One hundred percent. And if it's not going to be something where I, I'm giving and I'm receiving, give and you you know giving you shall receive. Yes. You know knocking the door shall be open. Like that's the nature of well, like who God. Of yes. You know
0: that's how it's supposed to be. And I, I wanted to stop it here because me and Vanita talk about this a lot. Not only do we talk about this, the giving and receiving in rate in in relationships, also in friendships.
1: Friendship it's
0: like a ship. Yes. Family all, family, all of that, mm-hmm. all
1: family, of that.
0: You don't keep giving and giving and giving. And women, we because we're nurturers, we, we nurture our children. It is, mm-hmm. it, it is, it's it's, in us. It's easy for us to just want to give and save and help and give. And a lot of times you'll find yourself in a real, and because I've done it, I'm speaking right out of experience.
1: I found myself in a relationship
0: where I'm doing seventy five percent of it.
1: Same here.
5: That's right. It's one
0: sided as hell. It's 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 one sided.
5: And if you if we were to go by give and you shall receive, so if you're giving giving and giving and giving, that law is not playing like it should do in your life. Absolutely. You know, you when you give, you shouldn't respect um expect to receive, but automatically that should come back to you. And when it's not, then it's time for you to set those boundaries in your life.
1: And, and saying, that, what you just said, Lee Allison is what women do not do.
2: Right. In,
1: in women's vocabulary, there's no such thing as boundaries for some reason, because yeah. ultimately that's what men do all the time. They set boundaries. They, sure they, do. they go for self at the end of the day, they but do. women don't do the exact same thing. They don't. That is so true.
0: They don't, they don't. We got to stop ladies, you know, and and I am seeing a change. Thank God. I am slowly seeing women wake up, particularly black women from this giving and fixing and giving and giving and not getting anything back or not getting very much back. We got to stop that because you deserve to get what you're giving you deserve that. So, if you, if you don't see that happening, you need to stop and reevaluate. Why are you in a situation that you're not getting much out of? What is it? Are you lonely? Are you depressed? Do you need to escape from your children? Because that's a big one. We're going to have a whole, whole show on that. What is it? You just want somebody there to afford distraction? You got to really dig deep under the surface of why would you stay in a relationship where you're not getting anything out of so many of us do it. So many, or have done it so many. And this is what happened with her.
3: So it's like one of those situations where we, I married him to give, I married him to love him through it. I married him to pour. I was willing to do that. I knew that was going to happen when I married, but I didn't know that his mind was just to take. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I thought he loved me too.
4: Um, the episode what you did with uh Josh and he talked, he said something. He said
1: Okay. Looks like we've lost Kanika if you guys can still hear me and we lost the audio. <laughs> Okay, so I can hear you too, Lee Allison. Hold on. Let me see what happened with her. I'm probably going to freeze, so hold on. Okay. But, uh, um, I'm back. Oh. You said you
5: always thought
4: that. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, how can they tell me what to do?
2: nothing pride i was full of pride that way full of pride um and in our communities we're not taught as men to go seek counseling and which is the biggest problem in our culture now i'm glad that it's become such uh it's not taboo anymore
0: not only are men not taught to go seek counseling they don't want to they
1: don't they use excuses saying there's no African American uh, counselors out there. There's plenty of them out there.
0: Plenty of them.
1: It's plenty. Men and women. It's plenty oh, of them oh. out there.
0: So, whatever their reasons, a lot of them need, it. I don't think a lot of them feel like they need it. <laughs> so, they're like, what am I going go to yell for? I don't need that. I
1: I'm think sure. they're afraid of change, really. I think Absolutely. they're fearful of change.
0: And, and also fearful of having to. Having to face whatever they're feeling, mm-hmm. exactly. Did they try to bury or hide.
5: Exactly. Did
0: their counselor yeah. gonna try to get it out
5: of them. Period. And, and, I, and I, I think, think awesome it's a, I think yeah. it's also an ego thing because they know that once they go to counseling, that they're gonna have to hear about their what you know they're gonna have to face their faults in someone else's eyes. If yes. you look at your relationship, then you feel like you equal well it's tit for tat but when another person that's just a a side person that's monitoring being a mediator now you really have to face what someone else sees in you and so i think sometimes that both um men and women and i say men per se more because women you know we we kind of seek and want the truth in a relationship when we're in love with someone a man they may not feel that way I'm, i'm not a man i don't know i've been in a couple of relationships but um sometimes you can tell that that man don't really want someone else telling them about themselves because they don't want to face the truth Absolutely. they want to continue to live in the cycle that they're in until they're ready to change so well, well, they don't. To their ego
1: and, and according to them what are they changing for because they get everything they want anyway mm-hmm. so by yes, doing Lord. yes by doing the change and really looking at themselves they're looking at what, what else are they going to gain Cause they mm-hmm. get everything. Woo. That is we so give true. Them
0: Everything we give them everything, including yeah. kids. We give them every damn thing. We're, yeah. we're not, not, they don't have to do much of nothing.
1: No money, kids, money, money sex. The, you give them everything. Roof over their head, cars, yeah. cook farm, ride cook form, them. Yes, we do it all. Yeah. We do it all. Yeah. So yep. you, know,
0: there's no incentive to change. Mm-hmm.
1: You know
0: what mm. that, that's real talk. And we, we have to take accountability for that. As exactly.
1: Women. Yeah. Exactly. For
0: sure. For sure. Uh, I'm going to fast th- forward just a little bit.
2: As much as other can. women, even men, that uh, may be ignoring some of the signs that should give you pause before saying I do. Uh, how do you feel hearing your wife speak like this and break that?
4: Oh. I encourage you to keep you know, keep being that way. How do you feel about um, hearing us say that? I don't feel anything, exactly.
2: Why don't you feel anything?
4: Um, because can't answer that
2: and that's why not only even when you made the, the response about saying that I've never loved you she knows you never loved her so even when you came back the week later and tried to cover it up you couldn't cover up the truth It's, it's, it's biblically what happened with Pharaoh is that God began to move and the Bible says God moved on Pharaoh's heart, changed Pharaoh's heart, gave Pharaoh the utterance to say, let my people go and then change his mind because God will never allow his people to be held captive. And he will always allow the the sins of our own hearts to even cause our own demise. And so when you said what you said to her, it was literally to get her free. It was to get her free. And then when you try to come back around and say, well, I really didn't mean that what I really meant or whatever. No, you you finally spoke True. truth out of your heart.
0: That's it.
2: That's the reason why I allowed you all to come on this podcast and have a conversation that is even uncomfortable to me. <laughs> even I, I don't I don't promote divorce, but I understand it. I understand how necessary it is. And I understand how relatable y'all story is to my own. Um. So that's why we're having this conversation We're having this conversation Because it don't get realer than this Absolutely um, And it hurts, my heart grieves But I also know that I feel more empathetic Towards your wife than you even do right now And I ain't took a vow with this woman because your your emotions are so closed up, you can't even feel. That's the reason why I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. That's why I ask you, how do you feel? Well, I just want to encourage her to do... No, they don't have nothing to do with feeling. Feeling is it breaks my heart to know that I did this damage to my wife and my wife is broken. My wife would never come on a platform like this. I'm the one that told my wife to come on this platform. You're, you, you're the one that said it. You're the one that got her out here. So even in, thank you, Holy Spirit, even she's still serving your needs, even on the demise of your marriage. You, if you don't understand that, brother, ain't nothing you can understand. She does not want to be here.
5: Wow,
2: she's still serving you. Stepping out of her own comfort zone, stepping out of out of the things that make her feel valued. She's stepping out of this for you still. And then to hear you say, "I feel nothing," <coughs> I feel absolutely nothing. It makes her feel like the biggest fool. It makes mm-hmm. her feel like the biggest idiot. It makes her feel like why could not? I- he not even empathetic.
0: He's so
1: disconnected from this. Well, he he was disconnected. He was disconnected early on. She, Mm -hmm. if we paid attention at the beginning, she said he never loved me. But then halfway through, she made a statement saying, "I thought he loved me." You were, as Kanika say, in a fantasy. In
0: a fantasy.
1: She was in in a a fantasy fantasy. the whole entire time. So Mm -hmm. for him he's looking at it through logical eyes like I-, I never showed you anything in the first place. So
5: why are you having these tears? Yes. He played on her emotions. He played on the fact that she was hoping for him to be something he's not. And to Absolutely. be honest, he seems to me like he is probably involved with someone else. Which, is, I, I don't, which is Me personally, I didn't, didn't believe that he went her and- like
1: that. Yeah, I didn't believe he went no eighteen months without having sex with nobody. I don't believe that. Of
0: course he
5: did. I knew that was a lie when he first said it.
1: Yeah, I don't believe that at all. Yeah, I I don't believe that at all.
5: It's almost like he he really doesn't care because, and he's heartless towards her. If he had any type of love for her, he would not say and do some of the things that he's doing. You couldn't do that to just anybody. Period. He showed
1: showed it early on. She's looking at him at least as a friend. He has never said that back to her. The only thing that he has said that was somewhat empathetic is she should continue being within Christ, within Mm -hmm. God, believing in God. That's all that he said. He's he's given nothing at all. And I don't believe that he's just come on this show now just saying this. He's shown this the whole entire time. She chose to not... Again, what we talked about and what the whole show is about. Look at the red flags from the beginning. She had mm-hmm. a ton of damn flags that were shown to her.
5: Yeah. And Tons. and you know how we got you know how we know this because we've all been in that type of relationship. Yes. We are talk. women, we've all been in yes. a relationship where we Rebel knew talk. from the beginning. This man don't like me. I'm gonna I'm gonna be with him because I like him and I hope you yes. change, and yeah, but you already knew. That when you went him in the be- when you got with him in the beginning, he wasn't about nothing, Thor- and definitely Thor- wasn't Thor- about you. Or Thor- sure, now
0: that's why we do the show because we all them in here, and hopefully this yes. can hopefully reach somebody, some woman, somewhere, so she will stop ignoring the evidence that's right in front of her face, so she won't end mm-hmm. up twelve years with a man mm-hmm. who don't even mm-hmm. like her, ba- love her, barely even like her, right? <laughs> barely even like her.
2: Yep. I listened to myself way back then. God Ooh. has anointed me, giving me so much wisdom, and I, I I denied my own self. I came, I, I I went against my own self That's when I it. told you. And That's I knew it. better than this.
0: We can feel it. As women, me and Vanita talk. I had Vanita will tell you over the years, I have told her several times when I lay in the bed with XYZ, I either feel like my soul is settled or I feel like, uh-uh. It's, so, it's an internal, we got, it's in every one. You can feel it when it's not connecting, when something just ain't right, when, you're, when your spirit isn't settled, when your soul isn't settled with this man.
5: We can feel it. It's like you said. It's your God given instinct. I believe every woman has it.
0: We, do. we have it,
5: and we know you. You know, no matter what, you know, and it's like I was this telling you, crazy. a lot of young girls they need to to pay attention yeah. to yes. some of us older women who's been through things, and we're not just preaching and saying these things. These are facts.
0: Absolutely, you
5: should definitely don't get involved with someone just because you want to feel a certain way. Because you're going to miss out on that very person who's going to reciprocate the way that you feel. You're going to waste time, waste years. Not so you're not going to grow and learn. Sometimes time that you wasted is a learning experience. But you don't have to go through that. You don't have to waste that much time.
0: And then it's the thing with us. And I, and I like London where we decide we're going to have a baby in it. We'll bring a Lord. baby in it. Yes, Lord. <laughs> we'll bring a baby in it.
1: That's the yes, we mess up more than anything. It's,
0: a, mm-hmm. it's just a recipe for disaster.
1: It just is. Because then you're mm-hmm. tied to an individual that you don't even like. Like this young lady right now. They have two kids.
0: Small kids.
5: Wow. Small kids. Yeah, I missed that part. Wow. Yeah,
0: small kids. Yes. And she, and she didn't even want to have kids. That's the thing.
5: She did. I, that's why I no, think they yeah, had that's kids because right. they were talking Remember, about she didn't want to have kids. Exactly. That's another she compromise had she two. made for him. Two, two. not one, two. but two. two compromises. Wow. <laughs> and, and that right there is for the rest of their lives. Yes. That there. That's yes. the that that, My goodness.
0: Going against yourself, ladies. Mm. Y'all gotta stop making decisions based on men. Particularly ones about kids. If you don't want kids, you don't want
1: them.
5: That's
0: okay. It's okay.
1: So okay.
0: Having the kids for a man that you may not, because you're going to be stuck with them kids when that relationship is done.
1: You better believe That's it. Right.
0: <laughs> you're going to be a mama when the, if that man leaves tomorrow.
1: Yep. That way.
0: Come on. We got to start being smarter and moving smarter as women.
1: Exactly. And so you look many
2: years later, 12 years later, the number 12 is the number of covenant, but y'all covenant has been broken. And you go through all these uh, these 12 years to only arrive at the very place that you saw way back then that could have happened. And, the, and her worst fear is right in front of her face right now. That's how your wife feels. Um, so... We go back to this place here where you said y'all wanted to come on this podcast because first of all y'all have y'all still haven't filed right.
3: He just told me the other day he filled out the paperwork, waiting for this, so he be finna just push send. just tonight.
2: So <laughs> y'all y'all want to push send, and why were you waiting for this, Vincent? Um.
4: The same way she, when she said she wanted people to get healed, I had that same mindset um, to expose men like myself that, to expose men like myself that, that need to discover their brokenness. A lot of times people are not discovering their brokenness. They're trying to discover something to help their broken, brokenness instead of just discovering that they need God. First, you need to love God first and serve God first and have a relationship with him and love yourself first, then you can be able to love someone else.
2: So when you look at that, then when you look at how beautiful you just said that, why didn't that change and transform into fighting for your marriage?
4: Um, Because the damage was done pretty much...
1: Because um, he never liked her in the first place. He didn't
4: have a divorce. He don't, well, don't like her. 2015, just 2015, don't. 2015, we had some incidents that occurred, um, but we decided to keep... Um, Fighting. So both of y'all came together and said, we're going to fight. We're going to fight.
2: I wish he would have said, though,
4: he should have just... What she just got divorced in twenty
2: fifteen?
4: <laughs> wow, why you say that? <laughs> 20, 2015 had some flags. I
3: mean, it had. You know, we were. I mean, the whole marriage had flags, <laughs> right? Not, for me, the whole marriage. The whole marriage had
1: flags. But even in the whole marriage having flags, why didn't she file for a divorce? Because see, she just said e-file. So if you know that the whole marriage had flags, you putting it all on him. But since it was on you too,
5: Amen. I, I yeah. think that maybe she didn't file because of her religious beliefs. Yeah, for sure. That's for why sure. she didn't file. Well, you
1: know, she, your religious beliefs have you miserable. It, really. Clearly. Clearly. That's
0: it. You stay in your marriage, you fight for your marriage, you don't get divorced, you fight, you fight, th- you fight. Th- yeah. That's another thing. What well, I'm going to do a show on religious. The, 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 so the, you're religious saying stuff. something
1: that's making you miserable as hell? It's like walking on hot
5: coals. So you're going to keep walking on the hot coals? That goes back to what Kanika was saying about programming. Yes. in <laughs> and, and, and being in uh, the church myself and being, you know, um, I love God, you know, and being raised that way. You are raised a lot of times that when you get married, you don't get divorced. You yes. fight it out. You get through it. So a lot of women, they... Believe that to a core, even Man. though they may not even live the rest of their lives like that. Like some things in your um, your religious beliefs to women sometimes are more important than others. The fact that she stayed there to be a doormat for him, you know, and um, God never told us to be that way. He I was both saying this goes back to them boundaries, right. even
1: within religion. Where are the boundaries? Right. If it don't make sense to you, and somebody's whittling it off then your soul, your
5: God-given soul is telling you no. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But, but I, I highly think that's probably why she did
0: absolutely
5: stay there for yeah. that long. Absolutely. We're going to talk about there.
0: that program, that religious. It's so many types of programming. It's religious programming. It's cultural programming. It's racial. Because if y'all watch any of these shows, like, let's just say, it's t- uh, 90 Day Fiancé. The cultures, mm-hmm. different like African culture, mm-hmm. yes. they program them to believe that they gotta have kids and no yep. matter what, it's this, just this yep. programming. It's everything, yeah, yeah. even against what you're feeling inside. Exactly. I that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. What and you feeling important. inside is your truth. That's exactly. God. Right. What's inside exactly. of you is God, not what everybody's telling you on the outside.
0: That's yeah, why yeah. it's important to be aware of these, these things. Because at the end of the day, you gotta live with that choice.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Not the culture or your religion. You, your black ass. Exactly. We got
1: exactly.
3: Nothing but life. Like it's nothing but I've I've poured into this man, poured, poured, poured. When I had nothing, like I still poured. Like he don't even understand. Like I would tell him, I'm like, do you know I'm here? Because he would say stuff like oh i'm you know i'm going to do this i'm going to do this i'm going to do and it was always future casting i'm saying but what what about the present what about right now because i'm here and so he would always talk about things he was going to do he was never ta- he would never talk about things like let's you know let's do this it was so many things like every dream he had i promoted it he, when we first got married he wanted to Start a clothing line. Do this. Do this. He bought all this stuff. I went and sat up on the side of the road
5: to sell his stuff. He never came. I I did that. You say? No. Did you hear that? That's no, so neat. Wow, that's just sad. That I think she had. Also, I think it also plays a role in your self esteem. Yes. As well, you just you got to have some that. type of self-worth like she had none for her to. I can see her wanting to help her man. But after a time, you know, when you're being used. So if your self-esteem is low, you're going to allow someone to keep doing that for you. But if you if your self-esteem is at a certain point, you're going to put a stop to it. There's certain things that you're not going to do anymore.
4: Exactly. And I just
5: feel exactly. sorry for her because. To this day, right now, while we're looking at her, she still seems like she has low self-esteem. Because it's hurt, even though she is saying that. she She's saying things to where she's not portraying that she likes him anymore. But I think she's longing for him to love her the way that she loves him.
1: Yeah, she to just wants him. a man to love her. I, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say it's him. She just wants somebody to love her. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: And we need to talk about this 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 a lot. This wanting somebody to love you. A lot of a lot of this starts in childhood. Our broken parents, they did the best they could with the little bit mm-hmm. they had. They 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 had broken parents who had broken parents. It's just passing down. Exactly. So they they love you or don't. You in in, in the best way they know how with who they are. Exactly. So you grow up with all of these insecurities, all these fears, all these low self-worth, and you instantly, when you get up 10 years, you start seeking out the love you felt like you never got, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. Exactly. You and exactly. usually it's in a relationship instead of dealing with the the the, the hurt, dealing with the void, healing the the void. But again, we're not taught that. Nobody teaches us that. Only thing we know is to go to a relationship. So, you know, See, some people try to go to God. They might read the Bible or go to a church, but that don't help a lot of people because you got to do the work. Jesus can't save you. You got to get in the trenches and you got to do the work, the healing work. You got to become aware of your own thoughts. You got to become aware of your own stuff that's causing you to make decisions that you know don't, deserve, don't serve you. Mm-hmm. You can pray about it and ask God to show it to you that you got to do the word. And that's a and that's a part that no one teaches. And even if you are taught it, you got to you got to stay dedicated to it because it doesn't change overnight. That's right. These because- are years and years and years of feeling this way. Years and years and years of thinking these thoughts, years and years and years of programming. It takes that long to deprogram yourself from all of this stuff that's in your mind because the issue is in our minds, it's the programming of your mind I think This is verse in the bible the changed with the renewing of your mind that's what that means you can't put old wine and new wine skin that's what that means you have to change your mind that's and that's fine and it takes dedication and it takes awareness Mm-hmm. to be a better you no one's going to do that for you it's nobody's responsibility to do that for you just like we dedicate ourselves to these men and these and trying to be in a relationship and give them to the love us please please dedicate that to yourself and your healing mm-hmm. so you can draw or create you can draw in on an energetic level a better mate for yourself you, we be broken women thinking we're going to get these great men. No, you vibrate, you're going to get what the level you're vibrating on. He is you. He is you in a male body, sis. That's you right there. Mm-hmm. That's the level you're vibrating on. That's so true. when you heal and you grow, you attract better people, not just men, better friendships, all of that into your life. Well, we got to do the work, got to dedicate. You got to dedicate yourself to yourself. And that's where a lot of, and going back to what I said earlier, we're going to have a show on this. A lot of women are so wrapped up in the motherhood and kids. They just want something outside of that. That's a lot of the problem, to be honest. But we're going to have a whole show. We're going to go deep into that. This motherhood thing. Is it has messed it, it, it has affected a lot of women because you give so much in that experience. You just giving and giving and giving and giving. And in the black community, a lot of black women don't even have husbands or boyfriends. Mm-hmm. So you're giving and you no one is giving to you because the little bit that you're getting, I mean you might
5: get a hug and a kiss from kids, but a lot of it is work it's a lot of work and sometimes even when you are married and you have and and you can have a great marriage and you're still giving so much i find myself giving so much and, and one like her she was saying her um her ministry is like helps and i feel like i'm that way because i i like to help but i help so much and even just within my inner circle my home i find myself doing everything even when my husband tells me Hey, you don't have to cook every night, you can sit down. Okay, well, I don't feel that way because if I'm not doing that, then I have the kids saying, Oh, you're not gonna cook. I may have my husband looking a certain way, but um, you're saying one thing, but your actions are speaking differently, and then inside, I'm feeling like I should, you know, and like you said, it all comes back to programming your upbringing and wanting to make the family circle happy. And at that time, you sitting back, you're not being taken care of because, not because you're not being treated right, it's just that you're giving so much, you're exhausted. Yes. You're exhausted. And that's when you got to have boundaries within your family, within your friends, and with any type of your job or any relationship that you have. Because if you don't have those boundaries, you're going to feel broken in some areas. And you can't give to other people When you're broken. You better preach. Let me Mm. tell you.
0: I say all the time. A lot of women just take care of everybody and die. Pretty much. You just take care of everybody. And then you die. Yep. (laughs) Because you feel guilty. For doing something for yourself. Like simply not cooking for the night. Because you just don't feel like it. Exactly. Figure it out. Figure it out. Boundaries. Boundaries set. Boundaries for yourself, ladies. Choose you. It's okay to choose you.
1: Exactly.
0: You got one life. Mm -mm. You don't have to sacrifice yourself for everybody else.
5: And when you choose yourself, you end up being stronger when other people do need you. (laughs) Yeah. You end up being stronger. and, And sometimes those boundaries that you set. You, you won't know that until you start setting them because it was a long time. I was always, yes, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll come. At the end of the day, I'm exhausted. But once you set those boundaries, people learn to respect those boundaries. Absolutely. And that's why you have to always teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you can't expect them to automatically know because they're doing whatever they're doing off of their own selfish. And it's natural for people to do that. It you is. Know, if, if you allow that's them. Similar. Sometimes they even think it's okay. Absolutely, they do
1: because Absolutely. you haven't told them
5: anything different. So mm-hmm. yes,
1: their perception is it's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's why you have to set boundaries for for your for yourself. Because yeah, people will take advantage of you whether it's consciously or
5: subconsciously. Exactly. Let you know. For sure.
2: Never came to sell his own stuff. No, he never showed up. I would set up on the side of the road to sell
5: his stuff, and he never came. He wouldn't even show up. And then
3: it was like after three months, he would do something else, and then he would do something else, and then he was. I was
2: like, "Oh my god, what are we doing?" So, Vincent, so- answer that real quick. What, what made you not show up that day? Well,
4: we, she said I never showed up. It was probably one or
2: twice. I'm talking no, about the, 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 the 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 she her experience is you didn't show up. It, it shouldn't be no time you didn't show up if it's your dream. So, to, so you admit that you had that she came and supported you. Let me ask you that. Ask you this: Did she support your dreams? She supported. Did she not only support it, but she started actually helping you with it and helping lead your dreams? Because if she went out and started setting up stuff on the side of the road, how could you not be there?
4: Where were you, Adam? Where are you? <laughs> There is, uh, it goes back to that thing again, man, um, finding yourself. At that time when I was trying to start things, it was it was based on ego, um, based on trying to um, keep up with the Joneses type. Where ones. were you?
2: Oh, that sounds great, but that
4: still makes you I, present. I, I, Where I
2: was, were you? I probably was in the house. <laughs> So your wife is out there grinding. She already the breadwinner. She already is making money on her profession. Then she comes hops on your profession, your dream. Then you let her lead that too. Yep. You, feel, you know how frustrating that would be to a woman. So when you see these tears and when you see this frustration, it's because she's been sewing and she's been pouring into a glass with holes in it. And all, she could pour Nobody. all she wants to; it's going to just fall out. There ain't even, it ain't even nothing to, nothing to seep, seeping in. Nothing to stand in. The container is a big hole in it. Thanks. And have you mm-hmm. ever gone through therapy, even after this stage, to start healing that abandonment issue that you had as a young boy?
4: Um, as far as now, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much good. Um, since in the beginning. When you talked to me in uh, April, uh, that process was you know starting, but the healing process was different. Hey, I had to heal in order to tell her how I how the, the truth of me at that point. So the thing about our marriage, we felt that we, we felt <clears> that that I was working on trying to get myself together in the midst of our problems mm-hmm. so that we can stay together. It wasn't just I came and just told her oh, I don't love you. At that point, we was trying to keep things going, and God and I and, God, and I told her this, and she cried. I told her, I say God was trying to save our marriage, but it was He was doing it in the way that I was going to get my my character right and get myself together. Mentally, I respect that mentally. And every time I try to get myself mentally, spiritually, and physically together, she'd be like, "I'm tired of this," and I, I feel like we, you know, she she always mess up the the process of what God was doing in me. Um, I can take you back um, last year around Christmas time. I was like, you need you know go ahead and cook for, for her whole family. And, and, God, and God revealed to me that it was going to break the spirit of selfishness. So I went to go ahead and do all that stuff like that and she was like, well, you always cook all the time. That don't mean nothing. And that kind of set me all the way back to like <coughs> what's the point of doing? It? And so that's why I had to do the fasting to try to get clarity and understanding what are we doing? So
2: in this whole process, y'all still wasn't getting marriage counseling or anything? And see, what happens is, and that's the reason why that's so important because I know what place you're at and I know what place she, she was at when you're trying to do it. It's almost like uh, a day late and a dollar short. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's so crazy because the damage has been done so much, and that's why you say it's even better just to go ahead and just end it because there's, it's beyond repair. And I understand when you say, let me go ahead and do X, Y, Z. And she says, well, what does that really mean to me? Uh, and that's why it's so important to try to find out what that person needs to be able to say, what can I do for you to make you feel loved and valued? What What, what can I do for you to make you feel like I'm changing? Tell me what you need. Write it down so that it can be irrefutable. You say, if you do X, Y, Z, this will make me feel loved. I'm going to do XYZ. But the
0: problem is he got to want to do it.
1: Get a woman. And then she has to know what that is. She, are we crazy. talking in, in the physical realm? Like, on what aspect are we talking? It, is he capable of doing it? Because yeah. it could have been, I, I want you to kiss and love on me more. When kissing and loving on me is not actually the physical kissing and loving. She's looking for an emotion to come out of him mm, that's yeah. unseen. If he doesn't know how to do that,
5: Or if that's not already in him and he's comfortable with that, it's still not going to work regardless. And he just said that when he was talking that he was developing, trying to develop that in their relationship. That means he didn't have it when he came in to the relationship. So, I mean, those are not things that you develop after a relationship. Now, you can try to perfect them, but you should already have them when you enter a relationship. You should already know that. And then, I, I mean, know. you can always improve, but you, if you have none of it, then you're not supposed to be in a relationship with anyone. Exactly. Yourself And God, get your relationship right that, that way first before mm-hmm. you enter in a relationship with someone else. Mm-hmm. If not, you're going to have these results like they have right now. 100%. Cool.
0: Yep.
3: 100%. He said, this homeless lady gave me some roses.
0: Oh, let me no, back up. Not, not we got to talk about the roses. Hold on. This was deep. So let me back up a little bit. Oh, my goodness. For context.
2: Okay, so hold on. This was... Hold on. Let me back up. because You need to
0: hear this story.
4: The very thing that you said to her at the very beginning, it's, I didn't love you. And The reason why I have a problem with, like, kind of answering it in a way, because it's almost like you got a difference between loving somebody and being in love. I asked so, you if you love her. I, I didn't ask you if you was in love. I said you love her. But well, what's the definition of love? As far as you love somebody you, want to you ask. love somebody somebody two different ways, two different you tell
2: me what does it mean to you? Because to different people mean different stuff. You don't want to turn to your wife and say, I don't, I never loved you. That came out your mouth. What did you mean when you said love in that in that regard?
4: When I told her that behind that, it was saying, I I I I really wanted to say I couldn't love you the way that you wanted to and then how did you show that oops i made a mistake
2: i said it wrong then how did you show from that february all the way to august how did you show her that that was a mistake that i want to show you how you should be loved you think that you've ever showed her from february to now that that you said now let me show you how you should be loved i'm not sure how she wanted let me interject real quick
3: because i came home one day and when I came home, it was three long stem roses in a
2: vase. And I was like, "Listen to it is now. Like, this For context, when was this? This was March. March. Okay, so March. February, tell you in love you. March, it, it, you, you come home. There's three long stem roses in the vase.
3: Yeah. And so I was like, like in my mind, I said. I wonder if my husband trying to romance you. Yeah, you, know, you know, trying to do something to show he loves me. So I called him. I said, um, hey, I just got home and it's um, three roses have face. And I said, did you, did you give me some roses? He said, have I ever given you roses? And that's just like,
5: it was like a dagger went through my heart because I never even realized it. he never gave
2: me roses. So where were those roses from? Four them, Vincent. I, I'm... He said his homeless lady gave me
3: some
4: roses. No, that's not that's not the right that's not the way that went, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Where where, where where the roses come from? Uh, the roses the roses did come from a lady that was on the road. You know you know you got those people that need money and they. I
0: didn't want the roses. I just wanted to give the money, but she insisted. He didn't want... Let him. me stop that. So like, okay, no. Did y'all hear that? Mm. He
1: said he didn't even... He
0: didn't even want the, the rose. roses for his wife. He, he, he just wanted to give her the
1: money.
5: He never he loved was, her. He, he, he never loved that lady. Not at all. He never loved her because just the way that he speaks and the things that he's done there's no way that you could have loved someone and stop loving them and treat them that way and say the mean things that he's saying he's saying hurtful things to her like i don't care about you those that's what he's saying when he say have i ever bought you roses he's saying i don't care that's about true. you i've never cared about you i'm just here for me because you made me feel a certain way about myself and she is staying there hoping that he changes. Yes. and But he is so in his hatefulness right through his words right now, throughout that whole entire relationship. I wonder if she ever had friends to say anything to her, you know, to have conversations with her. Like, was she sheltered? Like, it just, she probably, like, she probably hit it. She probably, yeah. you, you know, not I mean, sure. you not heard. that's what I was thinking. It's almost disgusting just to see how the things that he's saying now, like he, he doesn't even care right he now. Does. He's not even speaking out of love or remorse for how he's because he had he made the excuse that's not how it went, regardless of how it went. You didn't get the roses for her, and you let her know that you didn't get the roses for her. That means right. you just didn't care. That's
1: great because he could have just simply said, "Yeah, I got them for you," and left it at that. Exactly. Yeah,
0: like he's intentionally trying to hurt her feelings.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, wow, man, look
4: that forward a little bit. But the conversation did not go like that. She asked me, "Was the rose? Was those roses for me?" And I and then I said, "If you want them to be, no." No, no, the no. Words you I said, said she, This, this is around. let me tell you, this is this is why
3: I can remember it. Because as soon as you said it, I fell out. It was like a dagger hit my heart. And I thought, like, wow, because you made me think. Have yeah. I ever given you roses? That's the question you asked me.
4: Have you ever given a roses? I, I, I never said that. But have you ever given the roses? I gave her flowers before, but I never, you know. I'm have not, you
3: I'm ever given a, me
2: roses? I have never given you flowers, but I always buy flowers. So when you when you said never given the roses, so you said so your your recollection is you said, "Hey, um,
4: if you want them to be yours." Yeah, that's what I said. And then she said, "You never." And she was like, "Just tell me the truth." She was like, "Cause I remember the conversation." You, like, you Just don't. Tell
3: you don't remember. And let me tell you oh, why. Let
4: me finish. Let me finish. You said what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> because she said, "Just tell me the truth." It,
5: for me or not, and I said no, they're not for you. Mm. And you mm. guys, um, I you. I'm sorry, Tanika. Uh,
4: really Try to recommend people to
5: You notice how in that moment she skipped over the fact of how bad he treated her, and she went straight to the fact of what he hadn't done for her. So she's still not allowing herself work to play a role because the fact that you can say this to me, forget the fact that you have never gotten me any roses, really? but the oh. fact that you can actually tell me that you didn't get them for me, even if you didn't. Yes, ma'am. You don't care about my feelings. There
1: you she go. skipped
5: the part about him not caring about her feelings and she went straight to the part about I thought about you have never given me roses. Yep. So she she's still negating the fact of how he's treating her.
0: Yes. Yeah, still holding on. Mm. Still holding our hope. We are the queens of holding out from hope, boy. I tell well, you,
2: I why, but you know, sometimes yeah. you just scatter so, that, that time, but this is, this is
3: this is this is. But that's why he, because he doesn't realize, like because he's been so manipulative in this in our in our marriage, it's like his he was he switches up the conversation all the time. I remember because I fell on the floor and I said, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for my roses. God gave me roses. You thought it was like something you was doing, but God gave me roses because like that's... So you went
2: back and accepted those roses as if they were yours.
3: They were from God. They were mine. They were from God because God speaks in three. When, When God speaks, he'll speak to you with the number three. And I knew God was speaking because at that point, like, I was losing my mind. Mm. And and God Mm. was just doing different Mm. things, like sending me signs to help me to not lose it.
2: Let me ask you this, Vincent. What made you tell your wife to start watching the podcast? Because I wanted her to get healing. (laughs) Let me tell you how interesting that is. And that's why I say it's all God. I can't even be. It's it's crazy. Because your wife reached out to me kind of (laughs) mad. She was like, my husband done got me watching your stuff. And I'm like, why is my wife watch? Why is my husband watching something called dear future Wife? I'm his wife. Why is he looking for a future wife? She was all messed up. She said, I wasn't trying to watch your stuff for nothing. And then she broke down and said, let me start watching some stuff. And she started finding healing. And she, and she would be like, wow. You know, and she'll DM me and and, and talk about an episode or whatnot. And in her dm i could tell how broken she was and so i would send a voice a memo a prayer to her and say keep yourself together queen and i will speak and, and speak life what is so crazy about this is that you did push your wife towards healing all the way to the point of the person who actually has the podcast where she started dm me and then to the point of where for your birthday let me tell you this brother this i just i just want to tell you how much let me ask you this do you believe your wife loves you I know love she loved me. how you know because she did a whole lot she took she put a away okay, <laughs> so let me tell you how much she 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 loved you y'all were she had prepared a trip for you for your birthday right when was your birthday 15th, 15th of what april fifteenth of April uh she had reached out to me April the tenth um and then she said that she still had a trip planned for you that she would still want to. Execute for your birthday. Want to just take y'all on the getaway? Uh, Y'all went and did that. On the way going to where y'all go to Orlando? Y'all went to Orlando. On the way to Orlando, y'all was watching the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Um, Y'all had was was the trip great? Was it was it cool on the way going there? Did y'all get a chance to talk about a lot of stuff? It was amazing. It was amazing. Y'all had a very peaceful uh, 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 vacation. Then she DM'd me and said. You know, my husband really, really loves your podcast. It would mean the world to him if you were to just call him on his birthday. That's what your wife said. I said, deal. I love talking to men. I said, video call me when he's around on Instagram and I'm going to talk to him. And that's how you and I got on that phone that day. Your wife was still, still trying to do something, gifting you with something. Still. Still else to just put a smile on your face. And what was so beautiful about that moment is that of course, I didn't know all the sacrifice that was taking place throughout the marriage or whatever, but I could assume a whole lot just because I saw how of a willing heart that she had after you telling her that I never loved you. And she says, I'm going to still take him on this trip. Because I know some women that you weren't going to be going on that trip. And that's a fact. I know some women that <laughs> trip
0: with them- done you would have got put
2: out the house on your own she would have took herself on a trip she <laughs> would have kicked and All out, you know, my I homies. know those type of women Let's but go, your girl. wife so sacrificial she said you know what I said I'm going to do this and I'm going to still do this with my husband beautiful queen beautiful heart to do that for you Um, and so I don't want that to go unnoticed I don't want that to go where it's just another thing just thrown out there of a sacrifice to my wife. She always does that. No, she didn't do it. She ain't never did it in this stage. I don't give a dang what she's done for you all up until this point. She's never done it after you told her I have never loved you. So everything that, that has transpired from, from, from February on now is grace. That's straight bonus. That's like I don't even have to do this no more. I don't even, but I'm still serving you because I'm still all I know how to be is a wife. So I'm still, I'm still being a wife to you because um, she hasn't turned as an enemy towards you. And I thank God for that because at the end of the day, uh, as I spoke to both of y'all, y'all have a better relationship now than y'all have had ever before. True or false? True. So. In the point of honesty and this truth that has transpired, it created a new dynamic to say, "Yeah, because I want people thinking that you're still fighting for this marriage." So, Pravelia, are you fighting for this marriage? No, 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 no. No, she, 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 she. she oh. Let me ask you this, so people understand, because I want them uh, mistaking your tears as her husband is leaving her and she want to hold on. No. I, explain to them why you are no longer fighting.
3: Um, because you don't get to do that. You don't get to tell me that you never loved me. Like you don't you don't get to toy with my heart like that. You don't get to do it. Because the one thing about it, as horrible as he was to me, I would never have left him. Ever. I would have stayed right there and been miserable
2: for fifty years. Because I would have never abandoned him ever. Because you promised him that early on.
0: Sacrificing of ourselves.
1: She mm-hmm. asked yeah, this. Do y'all perceive that she would have continued on like that had she not had the kids?
0: I don't know. Uh only because of her, like Lee Allison said, C V you were you know what? That religion, that religious stronghold, is deep. Mm. You fight. You be there. You don't abandon. You don't leave. You you fight for your husband. Da da da. So That's I don't crazy. even know if she didn't even have the kids which she had not left. If he had never said I don't love you, he. It's almost like he felt like he had to say something extreme. To get this woman to go. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because everything else he was doing, no sex.
1: Yeah. She's I didn't get you working.
0: no problem. Nothing was working. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's
0: what I'm That's saying. True. That programming, that, that it'd be rooted, it'd be rooted in our minds. These things that society has told us and put on us. You're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that.
1: She said miserable for 50 and years and she would have
0: stayed. In a marriage with a man who you, you knew in the beginning didn't love you.
1: Wow. I
0: you got I religious beliefs tied in with low self-worth. It is a recipe for this. That's why it's so important for us as women to heal. To take time Away from relationships and just be with God.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord.
0: Be with God. Just you and God. And yes, it'll get lonely sometimes. And yes, you'll be wanting to be touching hell or whatever. But the time you spend with you and God, it, it, I can't even express how important that is. Because you need to hear. You need to hear God's divine guidance without the distractions of men and trying to make a relationship work and trying to take you already got to take care of kids it's important to spend time with God so you can Hmm. hear God speaking to you about this type of stuff your brokenness the things you think about yourself that are just not true Right. The things that your mother said, your family said, the people in school said, this Negro said that you believed that this wasn't true. Mm-hmm. That's what I want for women. That that's gonna that's the point of this podcast. And I'm saying it because I lived it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I lived it. Most of you have lived it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Men can't save us.
1: They can't be our saviors. They cannot. They're drowning themselves. Half I of was us. about to say, shit. They need help. Theyself. He. That's what he's telling them. Yeah. Mm, wow.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So one of the things that y'all said when um, y'all want to come on this podcast, you said, "Listen." Uh, when we file for divorce in our our small little town that um <laughs> everybody knows the minute that we we, we, we file for it everybody gonna get and they gonna be speculating saying all this other whatever. So I wanted to come on this y'all want to come on the podcast so that y'all can tell y'all's truth and y'all never have to repeat it again. If someone has a question like why y'all getting divorced, go watch that podcast. Is mm-hmm. that true? Is that right. what
3: Well and and it's one of those things where and he doesn't understand this because I, I have kept telling him, like, you don't realize that even in this, I'm covering you, and I'm covering you because, like, I didn't want people to hate him. Right. Right. Like my sisters, them helpful was gonna get him. Yeah, okay. They, they was gonna, they gonna, and die. when they find out, he, you know, he'll be the moved out so it'll be safe for him. Right. <laughs> um, right. But I wanted there to be a balance because I didn't want to tell the story. And tell it in a way where I was just dogging him, or because I've never done that.
2: And y'all have kids. That's just another thing too. I want people to be mindful of because people have a tendency to be more vindictive than the person that the the situation happened to. You know, it's like you could be dealing with you like, hey, I got this what No, no, you ain't gonna deal with it the way I need to deal with it. you. Didn't marry it. you. Ain't you ain't got nothing to do with this? But nah, but well, nah, we, we we got it. we gonna do this, and then they make stuff worse. So I do want to encourage people to stay out of their business, <laughs> stay out of their stuff, that this is a sensitive subject matter. And I always try to provide a safe space for my guests. This is the hardest thing to ever do uh, with people that are, they're not <laughs> in a limelight to be in front of 123,000 folks. You know what I'm saying? That's That's a lot of people yeah. for people to leave comments and all that. I beg you do not leave comments that's that's, um, negative and derogatory and see, she should have She should never been
0: with him and shout out to this young lady because this ain't no easy thing to do to come of, on a podcast is. as popular yeah. as this and to tell the world that this is not an easy, easy thing for anybody to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: so shout out to her for being so brave And wanting to still, in her pain, help another woman. Mm -hmm. Because that was the point of her coming in uh, on this. Wow. And share her story. So, you know, she's going to be blessed. Yes. She's going to be blessed in the end for this.
5: Sometimes breaking up and divorce is the best thing that could have happened to you. Most definitely. And it's it's probably also adding a lot of strength to her life as well. Absolutely. To be able to sit down and talk about this. Because not only is she, you know, um, telling us her story, she's she's reflecting on it and she's probably growing, growing more strength to realize that she's gotten through it. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to her. She she she's brave. God God is going to bless her. God is going to definitely bless her. This is this is going to help a lot. And God of people. will
2: be so careful to give you the praise, the glory and the adoration. and We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm. It's about
2: yeah. to be. Thank y'all so much for um, being on the podcast. Thank you for your vulnerability.
0: Absolutely.
2: you I'm going to give you the last words. What <laughs> are you feeling right now?
5: I just
3: want people to be um, I want people to be healed. I want people that are hurting, people that are weak, people that are lost, people that are wayward. Whatever it is, just know that God loves you.
0: Absolutely.
3: And he's there for whatever you're going through. Yes. Like, I, I, I felt like I was losing my mind. I was losing my mind, and God just came and wrapped me in His arms. Yes. I fell out mm-hmm. on the floor, mm-hmm. fell out, and God just started swaying like He was dancing with me. Yes. And I tell you, God is so amazing,
5: and mm-hmm. He is. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Preach. There's
3: no way to make it without it. Preach. Whatever heartache, whatever trial, whatever whatever trouble you need, Jesus. And that's why I'm here. I'm here so that people just know to look to Jesus, whatever it is that you're going through, mm. whatever heartache. I said that that's what we were supposed to do. We're here to heal the brokenhearted. Yes. And I hope that He can use my broken heart to heal your broken
0: Absolutely. heart. Absolutely. Yes. And I hope that yes. He can
3: take you and just wrap you in His arms just love on you and those who don't have love you never felt love for my mother you never felt love for my father you never felt loved in your marriage whatever the case
2: that's you know, it god loves you and his
0: love is all you need that's it he wow
5: all you. That's, it. that's amazing even Listen. E- even in her pain mm-hmm. and i think you know trying i think those are some tears of redemption and joy that she's making it out you know those are not just tears of sorrow those are tears of the fact that i made it you know i when i was in a relationship with um my kid's father and i don't want to say anything bad about him because i made bad choices of staying in a relationship with someone who was not developed either yeah i'm saying and um but when i finally realized that i made it I made it out of this relationship and I am a better person. Now I'm more stronger. It's like, you just feel so much joy and you, you want other women to, to know that they can get out of something that they shouldn't be in either. You know, yeah. and that's what I think she's at. She's at a place now where she feels redemption and she feels like her, her, her tears are yeah. not more of tears of sorrow, but tears of, I, dealt with this for so long and I finally made it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. We,
0: I, I've been there. I think we've yeah. all been there as women. That's why it's so important for us to love ourselves. And it's okay to choose you. Hey, mm-hmm. okay. I want women to know it's okay to choose you. Society has told us that you got to sacrifice yourself for everybody else. For men, for kids, for everybody else. It's okay to choose you. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes like leo said, you don't want to cook. Period. You don't feel like it. Right. They will figure it out. It's okay.
1: They was eating before they met you.
0: And they will be eating
5: if you left tomorrow. That's
1: okay.
5: They will figure it out. Right.
1: And a lot of times
5: we kept we keep ourselves in bondage because uh, thank you. You know, you yes. have like like I said, I have my husband telling me, babe, you don't have to cook every night, but I still come and do it. Then I may complain about it. And he's yeah. like, Why are you complaining about it? When I said they, you know, not that he tells me what to do, let's get yeah. that straight. But when I'm telling you that I feel like it's okay, you know, these kids they're old enough, they can go make them a sandwich. Yes. You know, I can certainly make me one, and we keep ourselves in a place where sometimes we don't even want to be all the time. Yeah. Guilt.
1: Exactly. You, know?
5: mm-hmm. you feel guilty because you feel there's guilty. a lot
1: of guilt when you have kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Program and you feel like it's your obligation. Everything is your obligation. So you feel guilty. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I can't imagine. I don't have kids. Vanita has a child. I watched her journey from when her child was four years old up until she's 16 now. So four months old.
1: yeah, yeah. Four,
0: four months years. old. So I've seen yeah. The journey of her feeling guilty just for wanting to do something for herself mm-hmm. and how that took a toll. So I can't imagine what mothers go through. That's why it's okay. To, it's even sometimes, because I know with mothers, you have to take care of your children and there's sacrifices you're going to have to make. But it's sometimes, it's okay sometimes to choose yourself so that you don't feel depleted and depressed exactly. and all those things that so many women feel. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important for us to learn how to love ourselves and stop seeking. There's nothing wrong with wanting a relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. We're human. Every Most people want companionship.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's just important boundaries. to
0: love yourself first. and exactly. In loving yourself, you set boundaries
1: for exactly. yourself. Exactly. For what
0: you will, won't and will deal with. I had exactly. to learn that. I'm just not getting it in my 40s, to be honest. I really started getting it in my late 30s, early 40s. But mm-hmm. so now I just, I, listen, I'm done with the set. If it ain't reciprocating, I ain't in it. That's just how I roll. If you're not giving, I'm not in it. I'm not giving if you're not giving. That's just how I roll. That's the boundary I've set for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's work for me. Set boundaries for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Because so that's. Loving your—that's self-love.
1: Yeah,
0: that's what it really is. Yes, yeah, get your nails done, taking a little bath or whatever. But setting boundaries for yourself is real. Showing yourself, listen, I—I I love me. Mm-hmm. If you don't love me, I'm gonna love me. Period. Mm-hmm. I want that for all of us, and that's the point of my show—to share all the BS that I've been through. <laughs> It's been a lot. I ain't even share a quarter of the stories. The stuff I done been through. Not at all. A quarter of it on this show. Because I want, I want the best for women. Because I've seen women suffer generation after generation, particularly black women. Generation after generation after generation. All the sacrificing. All the trying to hold stuff together for everybody. And we suffer in the end. It's time out for that. It's time out for that. We should live a soft, enjoyable, luxurious life like everybody else, because we deserve it. Mm-hmm. We deserve it. That's I don't care what they say, we deserve it. Do y'all have any have anything closing remarks before we end the show?
1: boundaries just boundaries yeah.
5: ladies yes yeah. yes and you know i'm actually reading this this book It's called boundaries and i'm also reading another one it's called safe people um i can i don't really know who they're written by but oh my goodness the things that you when you when you read these books you and it and it's um boundaries is, is kind of based off of uh a spiritual aspect, but not a programmed spiritual aspect. It teaches uh-huh. you that even God himself had boundaries. It's okay Absolutely. to have them. Don't feel guilty to have them because it grows you. And when you grow, you can be better for someone else being, and then also having those boundaries in place to not let someone else treat you a certain way, Absolutely. especially in a, re- a relationship like this lady was in. You know, from the gate, you recognize And also, safe people. This person is not safe. They should not be in my circle. You have to go over there. And I'm setting my boundaries with you right now. And healing helps that.
0: Healing does. Healing helps you to be able to to see, to feel, to know instinctively what's not good for you. Mm -hmm. But when you're Walking around broken, the the only thing you can think about is trying to get somebody to like you, love you, and accept you. So That's you you allow you to
1: you because do.
0: you want somebody to just be there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And people will take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: They take For advantage sure. of that. That's why it's important to spend time with God. To spend time reading books. Let me tell you, books changed my life. I'm going to have a whole show on that. Mm-hmm. Spiritual books changed my life. Because they changed my awareness. Mm-hmm. Which in turn changed the way not only I saw the world, the way I saw myself.
5: Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, that now that's, that's it, Kanika. It's how you see yourself. You should yes. see yourself just like God sees you. And if you it, can't that, see yourself it, in that aspect, then how you expect for somebody else to see that in you? Real talk. And when someone else can, can see that in you, then they know what lines they can cross with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't
0: care what people say. It ain't it. God has already affirmed me. So I don't care what I don't care what people say.
5: Mm-hmm. I
0: don't care what people think. I don't care what they say because God has already affirmed me and told me who I am. In God's eyes. That's
5: all that matters to me.
0: Mm. The world can say whatever they want
5: to say. I don't even care. And what and what people need, to, people, it will be so beautiful if people could realize that if you saw hey. yourself the way God sees you, you're going to automatically see yourself as special. Yeah. And, and, Point blank, saw- period. And if you see yourself as special, just think about your most prized possession in your house. You might have something that, okay, it's like our grandmothers back in the day, oh, you can't sit on that couch. Right. You know, this you have to see yourself as this prized possession. You can't do that to me. I'm not going to allow you to be because when God created me, he created me perfect in his image. And if you can't treat me like that, then I don't want to have you in my circle. Absolutely. That
1: way. That way.
5: Absolutely.
0: That's all I want is for women. And I say women because, again, I see women. Suffering the most. I want, I want us to see ourselves the way God sees us.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: See ourselves the way God sees us. It, again, that takes time. But we're going to work on it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to pray together. We're going to cry together. We're going to grow together on mm-hmm. this beautiful thing called life. Because it can be a beautiful journey.
1: But patience be patient in- together because you don't yeah. have to be patient.
0: <laughs> My favorite thing is traveling. Um, yeah, yeah. So again, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the ladies in the chat. Hey y'all, miss y'all. i <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for everybody who's gonna who's watching on Facebook or YouTube. We're gonna watch in the future. Watch the playback of this. Thank you all. we um, yes. May be back on Sunday to do another show. If not, turn on your notifications just in case we. Come back Sunday, Uh, you know, it's football season, so I don't
1: know.
0: We'll We'll see, but um, we'll be back Wednesday at 7.30, same Mm -hmm. time, same place. And again, thank you all. You know, I really enjoyed this show. I had a little technical difficulties um, (laughs) in the beginning, but, you know, once I got it together, you know, it turned out to be uh, a good show. So thank you all. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. Thank you to my sweet, sweetheart Lee Allison. Oh, for joining That's the show. Yes, you are yes. always amazing. And thank you yes. for inviting me. Honest and insightful. Definitely. And I just love, love, love when you join Vanita mm-hmm. and I. You are welcome anytime, my dear.
1: Most you definitely. All
0: again. And uh lesson, hold up for you. I will see you guys next week. Have a good rest of your weekend. In Bye week. y'all.
5: Bye. <laughs>